You're listening to Speak, Lord. I'm Ryan Rogers. If you're somewhat familiar with the Bible, you probably know what the wages of sin are and what the gift of God is. There's a verse in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. It's a super familiar one. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we're generally less familiar with the verses that come just before it, but those are just as good. Romans 6, 20-23 says, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed of? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Since none of us know the future and none of us are in control of it, we can't be certain about how everything will end. But there are two broad categories given in this text that we can be certain about. We know how they will end every time, guaranteed. Sin ends in death. Verse 21 again says, What fruit did you have then of the things of which you are now ashamed of. For the end of those things is death, and holiness ends in life. Verse 22 says, But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. This echoes what Paul said in verse 16. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. There are a lot of surprises ahead of us in life. There's so much we don't know, but guaranteed, if it's sin, it ends in death. If it's God's way of living, it ends in life. So I'm going to suggest a question that we all ask ourselves And it would be a good one to get in the habit of asking yourself whenever you do anything. The question is, how will this end? We accumulate a lot of crazy stories when we're kids because we're still developing our sense of cause and effect. We are not born with the ability to ask, where will this end? So I remember this one time when I was building a fort with my sister. It was on our back porch. And our back porch didn't have stairs, so it was like a three-foot drop, which made it perfect for building forts. And I remember that this particular fort had a sheet for the roof. We had set up the roof, and I was working inside the fort, when all of a sudden a rock fell onto the sheet and hit me directly in the head. It was a good-sized rock. I didn't know what had happened, but my first thought was that my sister had thrown a rock at my head. So I came out of the fort hurting and all upset. What are the chances that a rock would fall right onto the roof and hit me in the head? Well, it turns out the chances were pretty high because the way we had secured the sheet onto the porch was by laying rocks on top of the sheet. So when I was working inside the fort and I pulled on the sheet, it drugged the rock right to the edge and it just fell on my head. Now, if any of us were watching this happen and we simply asked, How will this end? We probably would have predicted that it would end with rocks falling down on the sheet. 
So much stupidity and subsequent pain could be avoided if we simply asked the question, how will this end? I should have asked that question when I was about 10 years old and I put on a bike helmet and a life jacket and decided to break my horse who had never been ridden. I should have asked that question when I was a teenager and I took my dad's two-wheel drive pickup with bald tires with a bunch of friends and we went out in an ice storm to go hiking and to get to the trailhead we had to go along winding logging roads with no guardrails. I should have asked that question when me and several friends got the idea to go rafting in the middle of the night, in the middle of the winter, and we gathered up any flotation devices we could from our parents' garages and we hit the river in the dark. I should have asked that question when I decided to hang my brother-in-law by his belt from a bear wire in the Smoky Mountains. If we simply ask, how will this end? We could avoid some really bad situations. We could make better decisions. Everything we do has fruit. It has results. We reap what we sow. So what fruit should you expect to reap from the things you're doing right now? Asking the question might kill the fun, but it saves us from going down the path of death. Remember how sin ends? For us to trust that sin ends in death and that holiness ends in eternal life, it takes faith. Cheating feels a lot more clever than death. Lust feels a lot more attractive than death. Lying seems so much less severe than death. Selfishness is way less gory and sad than death. And anger can be bad, but it's not death. Indulging in any sinful pleasure may seem so full of life. But by faith we know that sin ends in death. So if you're doing something right now in your life and you just know that it does not honor God, then you can also know that it will not end well. You don't have to know every detail of how everything will end to trust that if it's sin, it ends in death. And that's such a powerful truth for me to keep in front of me because sometimes sin doesn't repulse me like it should. But when I remember how it ends, then it puts into perspective what it really is that I'm doing. And just like it takes faith to know that sin ends in death, it takes faith to know that doing the right thing ends in life. Self-sacrifice doesn't feel very life-giving. Doing the hard thing because it's the right thing, that doesn't feel like it has any reward. Honoring God when it means that other people don't like you or persecute you, that's not a fun way to live. But by faith we know that holiness ends in eternal life. And with these ultimate cause and effects, we're working with delayed responses. We don't see the death right away. We don't enter eternal life right away. But we trust that everything we do produces fruit. The choices we make today shape the reality that we will live in tomorrow. So ask yourself, how will this end? Take the time to ask that question today. You have things you're doing today. You have decisions to make. You have tasks to get done. For each of those things on your to-do list, how will they end? And as you ask that question, if you find that you don't like the answer, then don't do it. Don't begin that thing that you know will not end 
well. And maybe you don't have that decision. Maybe the things on your to-do list are things that have to be done, but you don't like the way that you're doing them. When you consider the attitude you're approaching that thing with and you ask yourself, how will this end? You might see that it's not going to end well. You have choices. We have the option to do it differently. We don't have to do those things that have bad fruit. We don't have to do it in those ways that always end poorly. I believe that God is good enough to put a path of life before every one of us every day. And in a gentle, loving way, he's saying, hey, that path is not the path. It ends in death. But this path is going to end in good stuff. So one decision at a time, one action at a time, we choose life. And one piece of making that decision is asking the question, how will this end? Choose those things today that lead to eternal life. How is God speaking to you? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. You can find more of Speak, Lord at PastorRyanRogers.com or by searching for Speak, Lord, wherever you get podcasts.